This is holding down the fort. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Holding Down the Fort. Today we have Ella. We solo ski. Knowing that we probably pronounced it wrong, I just figured I'd go with something that you uh, probably haven't heard before. Is that something that's new? Yes. <laughs> so I thought we solo ski was kind of funny. Give us the uh, the real pronunciation and introduce yourself to the to everybody. Um, it's Wesolowski, and I've never heard that pronunciation before. I've heard other other ways but never that one so that's fine i knew i, I um, figured if if i was gonna butcher it i might as well like absolutely yeah. like destroy it with yeah we solo ski being from western new york being someone who's been on the on the slopes a lot we welcome ella to the show she is a mississippi state dog and she has just walked it off for her squad in the fall world series apparently after being sick for a week. So Ella, give us a good recap of the last, uh, you know, two weeks, maybe a couple months of being down in Mississippi state. Yeah. So it's been awesome. Like as soon as I got here already, the weather's better. I just, I know that like open facility, I can be with my teammates and just do what I love to do all the time. And then um, we eased into everything. So no classes, um, no softball for a little bit. So that's probably the first few days. And then just moving into the dorm, being with our families here. And then um, we started a week of just like um, the facility opening and then a week of classes. And then the following week was when um, we started our eight hour week. So you can only do eight hours of softball um, and like lifts and stuff every week. And then um, that was rolling for a few weeks after that. And then we got to 20 hour weeks, our fall season started. And then um, that just stopped last week. So we're back into eight hour weeks um, and then it's going to be Thanksgiving soon. So, yeah. You already sound like uh, we got a, we got a little bit of the draw down there and I'm not, not making fun of you being from Buffalo actually <laughs> Do I really? a, a Cooperstown native and raised by a grandmother who is from uh, South Carolina. I, I bring it back out every now and again by accident as well. You're definitely, you know, part of your surroundings. So sounds like it's been awesome since we've been down there. Um, if you bring us back to, uh, to Western New York and uh, some of the things you did here, Go on back through, um, you know, we have a lot of families and, uh, you know, younger athletes who listen to the show on both the baseball and softball side. If you don't mind, give us an idea of some, you know, some travel stuff, some recruiting process. How did we end up, you know, opening up the brand new facility with, uh, with the Mississippi state team? Yeah. So, um, just kind of like going to my background with how I got here and everything. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we can, if it will, we'll touch on, I figured the facility opening, um, you know, in a, in yeah. a little bit because that's absolutely epic. But, um, yes. you know, I know that, you know, we followed your path a little bit of the, you know, on the way through having the facility and, um, knowing a lot of the coaches that you work with snooze and Burnick and all the, you know, all the, the girls who are out there, shout out 21 outs. They are absolutely dominating the, uh, the softball in the area. Yes. Make sure you guys uh -huh. get in, uh, get in touch with Ella for when she's actually here because she is a dog. Um, but you know, <laughs> we, you know, we've kind of followed your path, been around to some different teams. You've traveled a lot. Give us an idea of how, you know, how someone would end up, uh, in your spot outside of just working their butt off. 
Yeah, so um, I think a big part of it, um, besides all of the teams and everything that I've been on, is just you can put in the work, but it's really how you go about it, and it's really do you have that motivation to do that work, um, and you really have to have a passion for doing it. Um, there's scientific research out there and all that saying, like, if you do the work and you're more motivated while you're doing it, then you're going to get better results than if you're just doing it, so um, I'd say that no matter, like, if you're the strongest person, if you're the most talented person, it doesn't matter. It's really, are you the hardest worker? Are you doing everything you can to be 1% better every day? And um, I feel like that I've carried that throughout um, my softball career just um, so far and then just being on different teams. I started out on Amherst Lightning um, where my dad was coaching um, and then played on that for a long time. And then um, I had a coach reach out to Michelle Switzer. Shout out to Michelle Switzer because she got everything started. That, that di di at Diamond Girls or is she where is she at? Um, she's the coach for um Winslow North High School, the varsity. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Huh? Yeah. Um, she's coached a bunch of travel teams. I'm not sure um which ones. I think she's helped out with Lightning and Diamond Girls a little bit, but um, so she. An intensity coach reached out to her and then um that's when my parents had a little talk to me because I was still younger um saying like this is you have an opportunity to play at the next level which is a national team it's called uh, New Jersey Intensity and like you want like to do it are you serious about it like um and all that and then I ended up playing with them because I really wanted to take it to the next level and after that um, I had a tryout and that was a period where I was dealing with a shoulder injury. So we kind of just eased into the tryout. I the coach came to New York and we had um a few chats and stuff. And then I played my first tournament with them as my tryout in Florida. And then from there, that's how that started. I played on that team for a few years. Um, and that really like gave me a perspective on dang like these are the girls that are playing in the south this is where I want to play and this is how I have to get better and all that um and after that um I just liked the atmosphere of a, another team so and it was just their schedule I liked a lot better and all that and the coaches and just the the girls um too I loved New Jersey intensity like the girls um they were really like my first starting point with national softball and they took me and my family but Top Gun, which is my other team out of Missouri, um, was just a better fit. So I went there. Um, and, and you said so really they, they were out of Missouri now being from Western New York, just to just to kind of make sure we're shifting gears into them. Um, better schedule wise, right? Playing probably better tournaments, better competition overall. Are we we're not flying to Missouri every weekend for practice. We're kind of left on our own to get better and show yes. up to certain tournaments is that is that yes. along the right lines correct yeah um so it's definitely tough in the travel ball world playing on a national team where you don't live in the same state you're playing on the same team with especially um on that team there was a lot of girls that were local but there was also a lot of girls from like new york texas california like all that so yeah and um, I, i'm i'm guessing you're probably one of the uh I don't want to call you, call us rural out here in Western New York. Buffalo is not the smallest place, but coming from an area where not very many other people come from, right? Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so 
and that makes it a little harder with all the process and stuff because you're coming from a place where um it's not as warm you can't play year round and all that so that's why playing on a different team and getting out of state is important um but with being away from your teammates you don't really have it's harder to have that chemistry it's harder to just jump into the game when you haven't practiced together and that's why um keeping in touch with teammates was a big thing um once i started to get the hang of being on a national team um during the weeks i would um periodically um make like a schedule so like i'm going to hit this day i'm going to catch this day I'm going to try to get a few bullpens in, and uh, especially if I had a big tournament coming up. Um, I do some more game-like things just in my preparation. Um, but without all that extra work, I would just be jumping right from tournament to tournament um, without having those team practices. So that's important with the extra work and everything. So, um, And I got to think, I got, for you behind, right, behind the dish for a lot of those, right, like, it becomes relationships with, with our pitchers ultimately right on the yes. defensive side. So even more kudos to you and the work you're doing and all the things that are kind of going into it while you're not around, right. It's gotta be just crazy to walk in there and see some of these girls who are going to go into some other schools like you're at who bring yes. the heat, who bring the the spins yeah. and everything and just be like, got it, got it, got it, got it. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, that's probably one of the hardest things as a catcher is just jumping in um, and catching new pitchers that um, you've never caught before. But um, farther into the season or like a tournament or two in, um, it's you get used to it. Um, and uh, every year we probably get new pitchers or sometimes if players can't make it because it is a huge commitment, then there'll be guest pitchers, which that's where you have to make that adjustment. Um, but yeah, the first time, uh, my first tournament in Florida with that New Jersey intensity team, when I was seeing all those coaches and all the girls with the commit advisors, it was not why I was really scared, <laughs> really scary, but, um, it's just to look back and to see where I've came, um, from all that coming from, um, a smaller place where it's not as known to play year round. Everything was just insane. And I'm so grateful that I've had this opportunity. Absolutely. And you've kind of left a, uh, I'm sure a legacy behind at, uh, at Williamsville East. Talk to us a little bit about going through high school and, um, you know, how we committed, how we really decided that Mississippi state was the place for us. Yeah. So Williamsville East, um, that was making varsity. Um, I was playing in the playoffs in seventh grade. I was, but I started out with JV. A little bit ahead of some of the competition out here. <laughs> <laughs> um so but being called up as one of the girls that they see hey like I think she can make an impact for the playoffs and um whatnot really was what kick-started me to the the next level um that was before my national teams and um getting into all that but that was really what gave me the confidence and Coach Durr um amazing I love him as a coach so much um I'm still in contact with him to this day just checking in and everything um but he really kick-started my softball career and just playing varsity for wins released um and just having that um that school environment and that hometown environment um and playing for your school um I loved it so much and that year that we won states was just that's my favorite memory ever in softball um being that young and just seeing how 
um, the upperclassmen were so pumped for for it and me as well. And just knowing that I'm playing not only for myself, I'm playing for my team and I'm playing um, and I'm getting so hyped up from from them. So um, throughout my high school career, um, just playing, being able to play in front of my family, too, is huge. Um, I was going to say, it sounds like mom and dad have kind of been there every every friggin step of the way. So, um, yes. you know, the high the high school career, getting them, you know, seeing a seventh grader who's being part of a, of a team like that. It has to be super special. And obviously as we got older, got better, it just had to be even more fun for them. Talk to me a little bit about mom and dad. Obviously you said they've made some trips down this fall so far, right? Yeah. So my dad's been here the most. I think he's been here three times now, but my whole family, um, my two siblings and my parents came um, for our last our last like weekend of games, it wasn't the world series. It was the weekend before. Um, so they, they brought, they brought that just... sickness down from our fall weather in New York, huh? Yeah. Don't tell yeah, Brian. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. My mom and dad are just amazing. Like not many kids can have the opportunity to do this and just them being able to be at those games and especially, um, my mom can't come down as much because she's a teacher, but I know she could if she would. And just both of them being there watching me play in college is just so, so special. Cause I remember like they would never miss a game at Williams release. And I'd always see him over on the stands and it's, it was weird the first few games when they weren't there to see just because like, I love, I can't really explain it. I just love the presence of them being there. Cause I know like, They've worked so hard for me to be there. And um, no matter like what I do, they're always proud of me for what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, but they, my whole family came and I'm excited to see them again in a few weeks, but um, it's just really special that they can um, come and watch me play too and that they love to be there. And I love seeing them there too. Well, listen, I mean, uh, you know, it, they got to be big softball fans at this point. So oh, yeah. your siblings, are they, uh, are we have older, younger, do we have a, a future generation of, uh, we solo skis rolling up or are they, <laughs> uh, are they already out in front of you? Um, so they're both younger. My sister, she's a junior, um, at Lindsay least. Um, and then my brother, he, um, is younger as well. And he, we're not sure where he stands yet, but he's a good, he's a good, really good baseball player. He's got a cannon. He can't decide whether he wants to be a pitcher or a catcher. He wants to be both, but he, I keep telling him like, you gotta be a catcher. I'm like, I'll, I'll support you pitching, but catchers are the best position. Well, listen, we, we, we as catchers make you so much better as pitchers and not just you, but all of, <laughs> all of the other, all the other teammates as well. Right. Like it is a, uh, it's definitely a job of service and, uh, Talk to me a little bit about, I guess, how you decided, you know, that you were going to be behind the dish, whether it was in, you know, little league softball or once we got to to Fury, how did catching kind of really become our thing? Yeah. So um, I always tell a story. I remember I was, I was super young. I was sitting in my house and we were making like these little pretzel bites <laughs> and my dad calls me over and we're making the pretzel bites and he's like, um listen this year we don't have a catcher and um would you be willing to like try it out I was like yeah sure not really I don't know I didn't really have a position at the time you never really do when you're younger 
Oh, but we're we're um, mid making pretzel bites, Dad. Is this the time to bring it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, I'll try it. Like you could stick me really anywhere on the field, and I just love playing. So um, I was happy either way. So um, I tried that out, and then I just ended up being the catcher on Amber Slating for forever, and I ended up loving it. Um, and that's how that's how it all started, and then um. When I started working hard at it and learning how to throw and all that, especially, and then I got in contact with Chris Snooze. Um, that's yeah, Snooze, what really- So Snooze has been, Snooze has been rocking lessons since I was in college and I'm, you know, I'm a Cooperstown, oh, yeah. Cooperstown, New York native where, you know, where the baseball hall of fame is, but ended up in the mm-hmm. area a while ago, going to Niagara and stuff. And I remember running into him back in the day and just being like, man, this guy is, this guy's ahead of his time when it comes to to the position. And that was, you know, that's 10 years ago at this point. Right. So like, I can only imagine what he knows now and how much he's helped out. Give him uh, give him a a little bit of credit where it's probably due. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that man is my best friend. I, every (laughs) session we're, we're learning how to, he's teaching me how to throw and we're just talking about Ram stuff. Um, But he has brought my, my catching, um to the next level um he he's just awesome and he he's the type of person he's gonna tell you straight up he's gonna say like um he's not gonna teach you something show you how to do it and then just say here go on your own he's gonna tell you what you're doing wrong why how to fix it he'll give you stuff to do at home um and all this little gadgets he has weird stuff that (laughs) I thought at first was weird (laughs) um those are lifesavers like um, I can't say enough good things. Like he's always texting me and making sure or seeing how I'm doing and I'll send him catching videos and all that stuff. And, um, he'll help me out even just from a video. Like, I don't know how you can see that stuff, but, um, he's just different kind of coach, next level coach. And, um, I'm very grateful to have worked with him because, um, it's just, he's turning me into a throwing geek too. So. Well, that's what I was going to say. I remember uh, like a couple days before you guys left, right? Like uh, I stay in decent touch with him as well. And he, he was like, Hey, like sec base runners beware, right? Like watch out for here she comes. (laughs) Right. And we're working those knee down throws. Right. I'm sure there are other girls all around the sec who are working on the same thing, but it being new, you look like you had, uh, you had acquired the skill quickly. If we'll, if we'll be honest, <laughs> how about uh, this fall? Have we been showing off any of that from behind the dish? Oh yeah. Um, I pretty much stick to throwing to my knees now. Um, I used to be only feet and um, coaches have to be like, listen, you got to throw from your knees on this pitch. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, but I like doing both, but for my knees, I feel like after working with him is now like one of my my strong suits um yeah so this fall has definitely been heavy on the knees um and I've sent it is that purely out of a like a receiving the low part of the zone necessity or is that just hey wherever the pitch takes us like we obviously we got we have the arm strength to not have to get to our feet and do everything in order to get the ball down yeah so it kind of just depends on the player but Usually it's wherever the pitch takes you. Um, for me, I have a little bit of a habit of doing it on the high pitches too. Not too high, <laughs> but um, I'd just rather do it for my knees now. Um, but yeah, 
wherever the pitch takes you usually. Um, I don't even, I just don't really even think about it. I just, I just do it, but um, kind of, yeah, I, I mean, the field, the field size, right? Like it's, Hey, if it's, if it's not out of the hand, it, she's safe, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm really just trying to get it and get rid of it. That's what snooze always says. Get it and get rid of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you know, now that we're down there, right. Fall world series, let's talk a, a little bit about, you know, some of the, uh, some of the competition we faced so far, some of the new girls we're we're catching shout out some of the teammates and, uh, going through the facility for the first time. It looks like you got to be part of something really special down there. Absolutely. Yeah. The first day the facility is open. Um, I kind of already knew and saw everything, but when I first saw it, it's just, it's, it's next level. Like I haven't seen any other SEC schools that have this and we are so blessed to have what we have. Like um, just everything in there um, is truly to make us better. And um, all of my teammates utilize it. Um, I just call it one of my teammates and be like, Hey, you want to go hit? We'll go hit. Um, we have these really cool um, scanners that instead of like needing a card or a key, all you need to do is scan your thumbprint on the doors and you can get, you'll open it. Um, James Bond in Mississippi state. Let's go thumbprint <laughs> entries for the softball gals. I love it. Yep. Um, it's so cool. And just, just everybody is there to help you grow as an athlete. And um, just being able to have that facility is just amazing. Um so yeah, um, in terms of the facility and all that, um, but with the with the teammates and all that, um, everybody's in there. Everybody's supporting you. Like even if I'm hitting in the next cage, like um, the other day, my teammate Cat Wall she came over, and she just started feeding me balls off the tee, even though she was hitting. Like it's just. Um, the facility and all that not only allows you to get extra work, but everybody can come together and just have a good time too. So, well, yeah. and it, it, it really like, I know, um, you know, doing again, you, you talked about some, some of the scientific research on, you know, being a motivated player and doing the work the right way. Um, you know, Alabama, the LSU's, the Florida's, right? Like they've put a lot of research into making the ultimate athletic facilities, right? Mississippi State's probably right up there where like as an athlete, you don't want to leave where you practice. You don't want to leave the clubhouse area. You want to, you want to be there as much as possible. Well, if you're going to be yeah. there as much as possible, right? Like we're making healthy decisions. We're doing things that are good for our body. We're uh -huh. grabbing each other and doing extra work. Like all of that goes into like the athletes who are there fully just going, Hey, like, why wouldn't we take advantage of all this awesome stuff that we have? So the crossover effect kind of has you guys always hungry for more on top of just being yes. the most amazing place to be. Correct. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, yeah, just the motivation behind it is you get to practice and get better at SEC school at top tier facilities. Um, and that really, yeah, you're right. Um, it was a good point with just having that facility that it motivates you. And not only that, but um, our training room, like Macy, that's her name. She's always in there. That's our trainer. Um, Shout out Macy or Lacey? Macy. Macy, let's go, Macy. You got to keep us alive out here as athletes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, you know, the, all the stuff kind of going into it, um, you know, as a girl with a dad coach on the Amherst lightning, couldn't imagine, right. Getting there and having, having all the resources that we probably have. And it feels like, Hey, like we, we owe it to the fam. We owe it to everybody we've played with the snoozes, the, you know, all the coaches along the way, all the friends along the way, we owe it to, to bust our butts to just kind of do the best we can with what we've got by being, being so lucky Absolutely. to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind and you got, you got just a couple more minutes, Bri, um, if that's, if that's cool, um, we've just got some rapid fire questions that we'll kind of shoot down so that, uh, you know, any of the, the young girls who, who come in and train with us softball wiser, who listen in their families and just get an idea of who you are and, uh, you know, what you've brought to the table so far. Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about, um, you know, a time off of the field, you know, where you've dealt with pressure or adversity, right? Like obviously going through the travel stuff, being a seventh grader on a varsity team, we've really dealt with it on the field. Is there anything off of the field where you can kind of keen in on like, Hey, this really made me feel like I have to approach this differently when it comes to the actual game that I'm serious about. Yeah. So I have always struggled with um, bad anxiety and, um, honestly, throughout my softball career, even just off the field, that's a big reason why I play is because when I'm on the field, I forget about all that. Um, and stemming back from from that and just off the field, just learning how to deal with the pressure of when I have anxiety and then um, just working through that at softball. But not only that, but learning how to use my own skills from softball outside of the field has really helped me. Um, And then I would say not performing on the field. um, I'm still learning how to separate that from me as a person as well, because the way I perform does not define me as a person, but it feels like that. So um, just learning about that. But yeah, outside the field, I would say anxiety is my biggest um, things still I've come a long way with it but learning how to use those skills that I've learned on the softball field has really helped me outside of it and hitting you know hitting softballs you got to put up there on the professional level even is probably harder than hitting baseballs at, at the level that you're currently at like that kind of failure and repeating failure and just sticking to a process and getting through that right you said the sport really helped you out but like anything, you know, anything for anybody off the field, like does getting into sports, like it can really transition how you feel about yourself and learning how to deal with any kind of failure, right? Classroom, personal life, anything. Yeah. Um, I say, yeah, sports help a lot because a lot of people talk about how sports will decrease their mental health, but in reality, you're learning so many skills from maybe dealing with that failure that people don't realize and um just it's different for different people like um I've had to learn multiple skills with my anxiety that aren't that don't have anything to do with softball outside the field that have also helped me on the field as well um but yeah sports definitely do in my opinion help a lot Excellent. Excellent. Let's, uh, we'll shift gears to, uh, to like, 
I'm sure that Mississippi State has some crazy, crazy football schedules as they come up and some other big things that are on campus. But if you could pick one celebrity to show up first weekend to watch you play, who would it be and why would you pick them? A celebrity. Yeah, any, any, it could be anybody on the face of the earth outside of, uh, you know, direct family coaches, somebody who uh, everyone would know. Um, can it be a sports player? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'd say, uh, I think his first, I, oh, I could completely butcher his first name. Yadier Molina. No, um, that's perfect. Yeah, Yadier, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just really, him or, um, who is the one catcher? Um, who's on the Phillies? Why am I, is it? JT Ramuto? Yeah. Yeah. Either yeah, so one they're, of them. They're, they're catching ability. Yes. Um, I am just, I am so obsessed with the way that both of them catch and, and just like, since I'm very into the baseball style of catching per Chris news, um, I just love, I just really admire the way they play as well. Like, um, you can, you can just tell that especially JT, he prioritizes his family as the most important thing as well as baseball. Um, and that's really inspiring to me. And if you show up in my game, I, I would just be so happy. That's maybe, maybe not as focused as I should be. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, um, you know, as far as, you know, defensive guys and defining the position go, right. Like there's no, we always, you know, we're really close with, um, Steve from stance doctor in Tampa and some other, you know, some other people who do hitting stuff around the country, the more and more we've gotten into it, right. The less difference there is between the swing, between the catching style, between like these high level male athletes do exactly what we want to do in our swings and our catching style and everything that goes on. Right. So snooze bringing that to your attention, right. has obviously elevated your game a little bit, right. I hate to get off on a tangent there, but those two guys being the two people you'd ask to be hit the game is kind of, kind of awesome when it comes to, you don't get a whole lot of baseball fans at young levels anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. So if, uh, if we were going to name a holiday after you, what would you call it? And why would you call it that? Ooh, holiday. Any holiday you got to make up and you got to give me the, the day, the day, like, uh, of the year it is as well. Um, something like post Thanksgiving with all leftovers and stuff. I don't know what I would call it though. Like it has to be, I feel like. Thanksgiving being its own individual holiday, I feel like I've always thought of this. Like you have all, you basically have another Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving. I don't know what I call it. I guess I just call it. I don't know. That's a tough question. All I know <laughs> Left, is that leftover day, right? Like you got, yeah. you need a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to yes. tackle Thanksgiving is what you're yes. saying, right? <laughs> because I love food. I love Thanksgiving. Um, that or Christmas because. Um, I feel like Christmas is more like desserty, but I mean, who doesn't like desserts, but I'm more of like, can't eat a ton of dessert at a time. Like I'd rather have Thanksgiving food. So I don't know. Leftover day. Ella's leftover day. <laughs> yeah. Ella's leftover day. And it's, uh, it's not just one day. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday after yeah, Thanksgiving right. every single exactly year. Right. Uh huh. So if we were going to, um, go on a, if we were stuck on a deserted Island for an entire year, 
You can bring one movie all time. You can bring one friend and you can bring one food. What are those three things that we're bringing to the island? Mm, okay, my friend, it would be, her name's Addison Jackson. She played on Top Gun with me. She's a pitcher at Boston College. Um, she just, she's my absolute best friend. We're like carbon copies of each other, but she's just more country. <laughs> um, is she, and is she, she was on Top Gun. She's at Boston College as a freshman right now? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Is she killing it so far this fall? I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, she is. Um, you said food. Yeah. One food and one movie that you got to last with 365. Food. Mm, a food. I would either say spaghetti or the, the, um, nerd cluster gummies. And then <laughs> what a difference. And huh? then, yeah. And then, um, for a movie, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I'd say like, I'd say, I'd say The Conjuring. I love scary movies. What was that? The Conjuring. You can never go wrong with a Conjuring movie. Oh I my God. So you want to be scared for 365 straight days on top of uh, already being out <laughs> it's there so, on your It's own. not that scary. <laughs> Oh, I, the number two, it absolutely killed me. I love those people seem like they were crazy if they were actually real. Last question for you. I know you got to roll. Um, if you had to pick your spirit animal and you were going to tell everybody what your spirit animal is, what would you say? Spirit animal. Um, I'd say a yellow lab. Um, he was my childhood dog growing up. Um, and he was just the happiest dog ever. Like no matter what, he was just always, that dog would never put his tail down. Like, even though he was sleeping, his, his tail would be wagging. Um, but you bring, and, you bring that kind of energy to the, uh, to the old Mississippi state team. If we brought any kind of energy, we saying we bring yellow lab energy with our tail wagging every day. Yeah, I'd say, I would say so. I'm, that's just because I absolutely love being there and there's nowhere else I'd rather be. And I'm just, that's all I'm always happy. Um, and I'm always just encouraged to do, um, do work and just get after it. So yeah, that's what I'd say. My spirit animals. Well, if you right, you're, if you're always wagging around yourself, you're ready to fetch, you're ready to play, right? Like everybody else yeah. who's around you is like, Hey, look at that. We got to be ready. We got to, we got to roll out right now. So mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for, for jumping in Ella. Very much appreciated. Brian, thank you for getting us in touch and uh, thank you for holding down the fort with us today. Thank you for listening to Holding Down the Fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it with us. Be on the lookout for our newest designs and the newest merchandise for Holding Down the Fort podcast. Do you know someone who wants to be on the show? We would love to talk to anybody who's got a story to tell about how they got to the top. Thank you again, and we look forward to having you back for the next episode.